Today, we're chatting with the author of Your Personal Journey with Food, A Roadmap for the Confused and Frustrated Dieter. You definitely don't want to miss this one, so don't you change that dial or drop that phone. We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back, how do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shatter the Mold. Andrew S. Kaplan, really excited to be here with you today. We've got an awesome guest and a really awesome, insightful interview on the way. Before we get there, quick update and huge thanks to everyone who continues to read and review the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. I can't tell you how awesome it is to keep looking at those five-star reviews, but also the emails that you send in letting me know the way that you're using the content from the book. I really appreciate that. Again, it's been a really exciting year. The book was featured in Yahoo late last year, but now more recently in USA Today and in Forbes. And, you know, those reviews I was talking about were past 1,500 five-star rave reviews and ratings on the U.S. site for Amazon. There's more globally. And, of course, 1,500 is a nice, interesting word because the YouTube channel, in support of the book, has also surpassed 1,500 subscribers. So... Right now, those numbers are going hand in hand, but I'm sure at some point uh, it's going to get a little bit more in the subscriber count, which no complaints here. Whether you're liking the channel or reading the book, I'm a happy camper. Speaking of which, if you haven't checked the book out yet and you want to, you can just feel free to go ahead and go on to lastlawofattractionbook.com. That'll auto-forward to the Amazon listing where you can check it out in either Kindle or paperback or audiobook. And if you don't want to pull out your wallet and you want to check out the YouTube channel that supports it, that's youtube.com slash Cap. With that said, let's get to today's guest. Tracy Cromwell is the author of Your Personal Journey with Food, A Roadmap for the Confused and Frustrated Dieter. After being warned by her doctor 15 years ago that she was on the fast track to becoming a type 2 diabetic, Tracy had to take a close look at her relationship with her life, and more specifically, her relationship with food. This new perspective inspired her to go back to school, where she trained in more than 100 dietary theories and studied a variety of practical lifestyle coaching methods. Tracy now leverages her experience and her education to create a more supportive environment for her clients to develop true, authentic body confidence from the inside out. Today, our plan is to take a thorough, deep dive into what it was like to face those challenges up close and personal and what she really learned from it on her path toward a new way of living. So without any further ado, Shatter the Mold warmly welcomes Tracy Cromwell. Tracy, thank you so much for being here and welcome to Shatter the Mold. Oh, my word, Andrew, thanks so much for having me. I'm um, honored to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. We, we've already had a, a conversation where I was fortunate enough to be interviewed by you and, and learn a lot about you. And obviously, I'm, I'm a hyper observant person. And I'm, I always notice where people where we kind of have a parallel in, in mindset or, or viewpoint and where we don't. And it was just very interesting to see how many things we were aligned on. And I knew that I really wanted to put you in front of my audience so that they can hear your perspective and and really get a feel for you and based on your expertise and your experience. Before we get there, um, just to put you on the spot, because we all have our elevator pitches, if someone were to ask you in your own words what you do, what would you say to them? Oh my goodness, that's a really good question. So what I do is, you know, I help people lose weight for good. And um, I know that's not sounding very fancy, but that's basically what I do. And it's all about that for good part. Um, I 
I help them create a healthy, supportive relationship with food. You know, we get rid of that volatile relationship so that they can be successful um, with it the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. Now, volatile relationship, obviously, people can really relate (laughs) some more than others. And and we all have our stories. Mm -hmm. I imagine you have something that really inspired you on this path that really gets you so motivated to help people along these lines, right? Absolutely. I have... uh, I've had challenges with food since I was young. Um, And when I was really young, I didn't even know it. I just know I didn't feel good. You know, I I had anxiety. Um, I would have stomach aches. I would have anxiety going to school. I would then have diarrhea at school and all the anxiety associated with that. I'd go home sick and I'd feel better. They'd send me back to school. I mean, it was just, you know, just kind of a very interesting situation. And as I got older... And um, into high school, I realized really that I didn't have the energy a lot of other people had. You know, I tired very quickly and I was just so anxious and um, I never associated it towards diet or food. And um, so as I got into high school, I started realizing I didn't look like you know, the perfect girl in the magazine. I didn't, you know, if I could find anything wrong with me, I found it basically. It started very, very young. And that relationship went into personal relationships and it went to seeking approval from outside in and, and a hostility, you know, really towards my body, because I thought if it would just be perfect and do what I wanted, I could have all these wonderful relationships. And so I, I just was very hostile with it um, to the point of just uh, being a chronic yo-yo dieter. And I would diet, diet, diet with a lot of angst and, and feel very deprived. And then I had to give up a lot of things. And, um, and then as I got older, you know, I, I, I realized I, now I look back, I have photos of when I was in really good shape. And when I looked at those photos, I, my mind immediately went back to this very anxious um, person who didn't have self-confidence in who she was and still didn't fa- know why she was so fit. You know, mm-hmm. I, again, this, this whole thing went on and on until finally one time, you know, I, I ended up pre-diabetic and, my doctor said, Hey, you can change this. All you need to do is, you know, um, get your blood sugar back down and, and stop eating refined carbohydrates. And off she sent me. And that was 2006. And so I went home and it was like, all right, that sounds great, but I don't know how to eat without refined carbohydrates. I have a whole pantry full of refined carbohydrates. <laughs> and, and then I had two teenage kids and a husband and, you know, but, but that really started uh, also a, a, an aspect of, of the way I looked at myself that I, I punished myself again for why didn't I take care of myself sooner? Mm. Why didn't I appreciate who, what this body was sooner? Um, I think I was 39 you know, and I was like, it's over. This is what happens to everybody in their thirties. That's what you're sold. You're right. sold that, you know, by a certain age, all this stuff's going to happen. And you'll end up probably on a, on a, you know, some kind of a prescription for diabetes or blood pressure, whatever that might be. And so I, w- I headed into some, you know, depression on that. But what was interesting 
to me was that I also felt like I came home with a note that I had some kind of permission to put some boundaries up around myself. Okay. And that was really interesting. Um, So I was able to go home and I said, Hey, you guys, I have to, um, my doctor told me I need to lower my blood, my blood sugar levels. And I need to start eating like whole grain um, instead of refined carbohydrates. Mm. And so it was really interesting um, that for some reason I wasn't willing to go down that path of caring my, for myself by, by saying I was worthy of taking care of myself. I, for some reason thought I had to have a note. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. there's a couple things here because I know there's more to the story, but I want to highlight a couple things I've heard as you say here. Yeah. First of all, you know, a big chunk of our show is entrepreneurs. There's something clear here for, you know, for all the other details aside, you understand the pain of the people that you're helping in such an intimate, clear way, Mm -hmm. but also just from regardless of whether you are an entrepreneur or not, the things I'm getting out of here is like one, isn't it funny how easy it is for us to judge ourselves? Isn't it amazing how sometimes after we're past that point in our life, we could look at those photos and even say, oh, wow, that, you know, that person looked a lot better than I thought, or that person had a lot more going for them. And it, it's also interesting that whether diet and nutrition is even in the mix, we all have body or self-judgment issues. We all have even imposter syndrome. We have all these different things relaying out through all the whole piece. But the thing, the reason why I wanted to kind of stop you mid-story, because I want to make sure to highlight it, because this was so important. You, through this doctor, through this specific situation, you had your doctor's note. And not everyone gets the quote unquote doctor's note, but, you know, in some way, shape or form, whether it's someone else giving us permission or it's us finally getting to a place where we give ourselves permission. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that this story has a happy ending from this point on. And that fact, you were finally in that position to do something about it because that's the key, whether we're talking about health or we're talking about nutrition or we're talking about our business, we're talking about our love life. We're talking about our money situation. We're talking about anything there has to come a point where we have permission to change the circumstances, especially given the specifics of this, where you just said, like the doctor said, don't eat X, Y, Z. You are in, we are in this world where the commercials give us that, the supermarkets give us that, meaning it's an uphill battle to move around from that. All the more reason why, especially in this case, you needed to have that level of permission so you can take that next step up. I just want to highlight that and turn it back over to you to kind of hear the rest of where we're at here. That was, that was great. I love how you, how you brought that together. And, um, you know, so in 2006 was when I was diagnosed. I do want to say that, uh, and I should have, I, gosh, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but, um, you know, let's just say we were in a meeting with like 36 people. You know, we would have, I believe the statistic, and I'll have to recap this, but um, out of those 36 people, there would probably be six people with prediabetes. The scary part is that several of them wouldn't even know it. Mm. So I, I was walking with prediabetes probably for several years, you know, and, um, and, and then as I got myself through this, I, I still yo-yo dieted. I, I tried the 90 day. I tried a 500 calorie. I tried, you know, everything. And, and what was interesting to me was through those programs, through all of that, I still felt deprivation. I felt like I was losing, 
what things that I loved. I was different from everybody else because no one else was having to do it. So I had those those things going on in my mind that were very challenging. And, um, you know, I was also, I had a, a knee injury in 2005, a snowmobiling accident, which basically kind of took out my, my lower leg capacity. And so I had a bit of a mental tantrum about that too, <laughs> you know? So I really, my brain went into, you know, victim. Um, but then, but then there was always this little voice and I want to say it was very small then, but it was this optimism, you know, and she would speak and she'd be like, um, you know, Hey, maybe, you know, it's, maybe mm. we can figure this out. And then that other side, blah, 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 you know, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, the, yeah. all the different parts of our brain. And, and so I thought maybe we can figure this out. So after several aspects of that, an interesting part too was I lost my job in 2008. So a couple of years after I was diagnosed, I lost my job. I was in the housing industry, building houses. I was a purchasing manager, estimating manager. And with the crisis, you know, I was booted out. So I had that too. I was like, oh my gosh, I have no job. I've ruined my body. I'm a loser, you know, and all this. And then all of a sudden, that voice in my mind said, oh, you have a note. Mm. <laughs> this is so funny again. What do you want to do now? What could you possibly want to do? You, you know, you've been given permission. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to stay in the industry. Um, what do you want to do? And what was interesting, the first thing that came to my mind was I would love to go back to school, you know, maybe go back, be a naturopath. And another thought was maybe I'll be a trainer. And again, ego came up. You're overweight. You're pre-diabetic. No one's going to listen. Who, who wants to take advice from you about Who's this? Who's going to listen to right. you? Mm -hmm. So I fought it. And other people were like, you don't want to go back to school and spend that money. You know, and all these people, I was looking for everybody else's opinion. Mm. And so I stumbled through some other types of, you know, um, direct sales and everything like that. But through that, I really realized I loved helping other people, um, you know, feel better. I loved helping. I loved helping people. I would do it for free. I would, I would do what I do for free, you know, and it was like light bulb. You know, right. and, you know, it's, so it was interesting. I fought it and I fought it and I, I went back to consulting and um, construction and my brain was like, oh, come on, you know, let's do this. Let's, let's take our experience, get some education and help some people. Mm. And so what was interesting was through that journey, um, I, I had to really let go of my ego that perfectionist, the, the one that wanted to, to keep me in line because, you know, we don't want to fail. And when I was able to ease up on that and then, and then start that journey of learning and then, oh my gosh, it made sense why all these things happened to me mentally, emotionally, physically, and the relationships with food. I, I was, I was like, oh my word, you know? And so it was really interesting how I, I took these really hard times, these really difficult scenarios, and I allowed my, I want to say my inner voice, that, that 
that one that I'd shut, I'd shut her down for years mm-hmm. and years. And, and I realized I came full circle to a career that I was one, the one that I actually had wanted, you know, since Love I can it. remember. And, um, and through all that, it was learning about me, learning about how I think about the way my body functions. How does my mind react to food? Oh my gosh, we live in this amazing, this amazing machine. It's like, you know, and it, it, and it reacts to chemical reactions. You know, it's just like nutrients and all of this make it do things. And mm-hmm. when I was able to say, um, you know, one of the things I, I love to ask people is, well, why do you eat? Why do you eat? You know, <laughs> and, and it's like, well, why do I eat? Well, I used to eat because I felt empty emotionally. I would eat because I was sad or bored or anxious. Um, I would eat to cover up um, a stomach ache because I ate something that I didn't realize was making me feel sick. So I'd eat something else. And once I started doing that work and then enjoying the result of like, wow, I'm eating because I'm bored, you know, because I'm sad. Um, I'm eating because I'm sad. So what can I, what can I do instead of eating to fill that emotional connection? Because, you know, we have such a strong connection to food. Um, I write about that in my book too, that connection with food. And so, so the, the, the story I want to say is that um, once we're aware, once we can be curious, once we can have that, like, you know, oh my gosh, I wonder what my body will do if I crowd in or add some more nutritional food. Maybe I don't have to take stuff away yet, but maybe I add that and you start to pay attention and you, the, the body starts to react to different things that we eat. Our mind even, I know when I eat something I don't, that really agitates my gut and my intestinal tract, it's really interesting. I get anxious and a bit paranoid. It's really so, interesting. So <laughs> I'm, I'm picking up a lot here. And by the way, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of like not interrupting because as you're, as you're kind of laying this out, um, you're, you're dropping a bunch of little um, really like nuggets of, of insight or really nuggets yeah. of awareness that I want people to hear. So quick, you know, recap yeah, part two. Let's do it. Because <laughs> what I'm also getting here is like, and at first when I'm recapping, it's like, okay, you got that, mo- that note, you got permission. But it turns out in that moment, at least for whatever the situation is, that wasn't enough. You didn't act on it right away. And the reason I want to highlight that is because I think oftentimes we do run into that, that moment where it's okay to finally make a change. And for whatever reason, we don't make that change. And I remember I was talking about the ego when you were interviewing me. I mean, we can go down that, that rabbit hole. But the point is, the reason I'm bringing this up is when you get that call to action and you don't act on it, it's very important to not tell yourself, well, I missed my window. Mm-hmm. What you did and what I'm observing and, and listening here is, you know, you kind of let it go, but at one point you kind of let it back in. You let that voice of, well, what if it could be a different way? You let that take over. And again, we're talking in the context of health and nutrition, but this carries over into, are you getting into toxic relationships over and over again? Yes. Are you in a bad job that you shouldn't be in? Are you an entrepreneur and you're going down the wrong path in your business and you're refusing to do the things that you know you should do? Like this has so many different, um, you know, 
areas of tangibility, and obviously we're talking about this in this context, but this also is so vital because we are talking about our health here. And Mm -hmm. what I wanted to highlight the most here, because it seems like here's where you finally made the turn, was whether you went straight to it or you stumbled your way into it or a combination of both, you found yourself in a place of self-awareness. You found yourself in a place of willing to look at what you're doing and ask the question, why am I eating? Why am I in this relationship? Why am I staying in this job? Why am I not doing these things I know should work? Why am I not taking care of my body? Why do I hate myself? Do I hate myself? Is that question of why I hate myself, is that even in and of itself something that's leading me down a wrong, incorrect path? That's not even a valid question. It's about looking at yourself when you're not happy about what's going on and having a love and a, and a you know, a, a, be, be devoid of judgment yeah. and really more about self-acceptance and be willing to look at yourself and ask the question and service yourself. These are the things that I'm getting out of you as you are kind of, again, bringing us down this, you know, this path or letting us follow you on your story and your journey. How I'm describing it here, does that resonate? Is that a fair way of putting it? Resonates really well because I, you know, I come from a very German background, you know, <laughs> And very, you know, um, the concept too, I think we, we can grow up and what we see, uh, what we, what we model in life or in general, no one wants to be wrong. No one wants, you know, we're afraid to make mistakes. We're afraid Mm -hmm. to be, to, to show we've made a mistake. Therefore we may not even do anything because it's safer just to stay, you know, because the, um, oh, I love this here. I don't remember where I got this, but. Um, success risks ego only, (laughs) you know, I found that if I let that in and with even like with my fitness level and everything, because I used to go to the gym and I would look at everybody else. What are they doing? Are they looking at me? What if I can't, what can't, I can't do it as good as them. What, Mm. what if I, I'm not going to a class. I'm going to look, oh, I'm going to look terrible. I'm going to be all this, all this noise. Nobody really cares about what you're doing, what I'm doing. And those that do are looking outside of themselves Yes. for self-worth. And so the biggest lesson, and, you know, I don't, they say it comes with age too, but it comes with experience is once we, we realize that we're worthy, we're smart enough, we're worthy enough, we have but to um, figure out that brain, figure out how the brain is functioning. And this, again, uh, I'm an integrative nutrition health coach. And that's why I love talking with you because, you know, integrative health means we're talking about finances. We're talking about career, we're talking about food, but physical fitness, spirituality, joy, you know, gosh, creativity, education, um, relationships, all of that. And, and so, Maybe, you know, what we can say too, you know, I, I work with a lot of people with food, but maybe too, it's like, are you really good at one of those areas? Mm. That skill set can move into all the others as well. You know, that um, the other thing I'd love to think about is that once I released perfectionism, I also released outcome. My body's mm. going to look like it's going to look when I eat well and when I exercise. And I, as long as I do those things 
to help it be the best it can be, relative, irrelevant of what it's going to look like, my stress went down so much in regard to, um, you know, wanting to eat well. I want to eat well because I want to take care of this beautiful thing that I'm given the opportunity to live in. Everyone has this beautiful, amazing body that they can live in and experience life in. And once it was, instead of, I would be like, body, you're going to take whatever I give you. You better like this, these five drinks. I don't care. You better like this, you know, processed, whatever it is I was eating. You better like, I don't care. I really said that. I was like, Mm. I, I was just, anyway, (laughs) I was was so disconnected. So, but when I changed that view of, oh my word, I have this amazing opportunity on this planet right now. And it, you know, if I, if I can look at food as a way that's going to help me maneuver, it's going to help, help my brain think it's going to help me be successful in a career because Mm. I won't be anxiety ridden. I won't feel sick. I won't be exhausted. You know, I'm like, it was really, it's just like, Oh, it's really, (laughs) you know, it's funny. Cause I, I hear that I was, um, (laughs) I was, I was watching, um, WandaVision. I don't know if you've seen that, that show. It's like, it's a new show three episodes i haven't gotten very far so i won't drop any spoilers on you but i will say that a certain character in the show identified um someone as the problem in all this and they said this is the problem so therefore this is the solution Mm -hmm. and i want to bring that up because here you're talking about the food you basically took food which you had invented or or created as a problem for yourself in your life you made that the source And now you've kind of flipped it where it's like, you're, you're not just finding a way around the issue. You're actually making that source. That was the problem. You're making that the solution. You're saying, Mm -hmm. how can I use food in my life to benefit my body, benefit my mood, improve my body chemistry, Mm -hmm. improve my energy, improve my sleep, really get me more balanced and in control and enjoying my life. That's what I'm hearing out of this and you know real quick just you know you mentioned what i think is a hot button in this world you were talking about a lot of people they are pre-diabetic without even knowing it yes and other and i don't know if there is is an answer to this question but i figured let me ask you and you'll know whether there is or not right besides going to the doctor is there a way for someone to identify that they may be pre-diabetic yes so um first thing i would say pay attention what's going on? If you feel off. Um, the main thing that I would say, the easiest thing was I was very thirsty. Mm-hmm. I was, I was wanting a lot of water. And then as soon as I drank water, I'd be in the bathroom. So it was a different, um, I write about in the book too. It was a different potty urge than just, you know, having a full bladder. It was, it, it's really the body when you're drinking the water and it's trying to get that, that sugar, out of your blood and it's trying to clear your system as fast as it can. Mm -hmm. And so if you're overly thirsty and you're urinating a lot, I would, you know, um, go ahead and hop on even, um, gosh, American diabetes association website or something like that for the symptoms of prediabetes. And the other thing I want to say, if you haven't been to a doctor and you don't know what your blood work is because you're afraid to know, Get your butt in there. Mm. Get that metabolic panel because the amazing part is 
So um, the body wants to regenerate. It wants to work efficiently. It wants to do specific things, you know, to keep you up and moving and feeling well. And if you can catch these, these chronic lifestyle diseases soon enough, you can avoid medication. You can reverse them. You mm. can even get off medication with a strategic plan. I guess it's just like finances. You need to get out of debt. You have a strategic plan, you know, and the body's amazing. It doesn't matter what age you are because I was buying into it. Like I said, at 39, you know, 40 years old that it was over. I'm 54 now. And I'm like, I feel better than ever because I finally, re I finally understand my relationship with food. I finally understand what foods make me feel good and what foods make me feel horrible. And, and then I'll still make a choice. I said, okay, I love caramels. Mm -hmm. I love caramels, you know, so every, but you know what? I eat them and I'll have a stomach ache, you know, pretty quick, but I love them. I love them melted on popcorn. <laughs> so I, you know, I write about it in the book too. So every now and then though, I'll make a choice. You know, I don't eat the whole bowl like I used to, but I'll allow myself to enjoy some of that stuff. But, mm -hmm. but I also know, and I, I make an educated, I know that it's very possible. I'm not going to feel good after, you know, so now it's easier for me to say, well, how much, how much is that worth to me? to not feel good after right. so it's making that connection. And so again, pre-diabetes um, it's interesting. One thing that helped me recover too was um, I was, I finally, a friend dragged me to the gym and she got me on a spin bike and I was afraid to go to the to spin class because I figured everybody was going to be paying attention to me and I didn't know what I was doing. And she goes, everybody's doing their own ride. And so I'm in there and I used to bike when I was young. I loved being on a bike. And I saw this big banner. It said, take the ride of your life. And it was for the tour de cure, the ride for the for, um, American Diabetes Association. So I, I wonder if I could do that. You know, I wonder if I could do that. I'm, and I said, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go big. I had seven weeks to train. It said, well, if you train 10 miles every week, you know, get up to miles and, and, and every weekend you add another 10. I thought I could do a 70. <laughs> so I didn't know any different. And I did, I got out there and I did a 70 miler. And, um, and then the next year I did a um, hundred and, you know, I do a hundred milers. I haven't done one in a couple of years, but, but what I want to say was I went from pre-diabetic knee injury, overweight, feeling like I, I had nothing that I could do for my body and I ended up doing century rides, you yeah. know, in, in other words, like your body is an amazing, amazing thing. Yeah. And if you just work with it and you give it the opportunity to really show you what it's made of, yes. it's going to blow you away. And I want to say this real quick. Um, I'm going to read your credentials here. Um, you're certified integrative nutrition health coach. You're certified precision nutrition health coach. You're a certified NASM personal trainer and weight loss specialist. And I'm reading that out right now because you know better than me what constitutes uh, medical advice, what should be said, what shouldn't be said. And I'm saying that with the pretext of yeah. playing devil's advocate, people should go to the doctor. I know that certain people are not going to. And with yeah. that in mind, knowing what's okay to medically say or, or not say here, 
what would you say if if so you're just telling someone like okay let's assume you are pre-diabetic and you're not going to check on it and they're saying what foods should or could they mm-hmm. eat to help solve it right now without mm-hmm. the diagnosis of a doctor without even knowing that piece yeah. where would you lead them what i would say um is it's it's very well known now in the medical community medical community our bodies don't know how to handle processed food mm-hmm. they weren't made to consume processed food so my advice is do what you can to start minimizing how much processed food that's anything that's in a box that's anything that looks different than when it came out of the earth you know um and start integrating you know whole grains and vegetables some fruits lean meats you know the healthy fats um if you're overweight you know love that body right now love it and start letting it move start exercising start, start, start giving it that nutrition. That was the other thing when I was pre-diabetic, you know, if you think about it, what you consume, you then swallow and then it goes through your digestive tract and what isn't eliminated is absorbed into your body, which becomes your blood becomes your cells. When I was pre-diabetic, I was a, let's say I was, um, French toast syrup, um, let's say rice-a-roni, I was pasta, (laughs) I was wine, I was cookies, I was maybe, you know, this much vegetable. Hmm. And and so when you look at your plate, this is really a great exercise. What is that that's on your plate? And is it going to serve you or or not serve you in a a way that supports your body? Hmm. Um, to, To make a lifelong change, You've got to also, you know, as a, as a pre-diabetic, I had to be willing to take the journey and be willing, you know, to, to learn. So, so I can sit there and say, well, just eat more vegetables, just do these things. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I was there and it was like this, it was like this. Yeah. It's got to be worth it to them. Yeah. Be ready for, for the days that are going to be really tough for the times you want to go out to eat and you feel like you can't have something, um, you know, as you go along the journey, actually what you're probably going to end up craving will end up changing. Mm-hmm. Your uh, taste buds will change, right? Yeah. Your taste buds. And then you build actually a different, whole different colony of microbiome, you know, and, and little critters in your gut that will, well, that, that want the vegetables, you know? Um, so I would pick, you know, there's low hanging fruit. So I would say if you're pre-diabetic, you think you're pre-diabetic and you want to know where to start. What's the simplest thing is, is start to crowd out those carbohydrates, the refined carbs, go for a walk after dinner. That would be a great place to start. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to go to the doctor, you can find online, um, you know, labs and things like that, where you can just get blood work done, uh, you know, and find out your numbers and you can talk to a lab, um, actual doctor online that's specific about the lab work. Um, that stuff is available, but honestly, you know, it's worth finding a doctor that you like, you know, they can be your friend and, you know, (laughs) and, uh, um, Dr. Hyman, um, 
Dr. Hyman, he, he heads up the Cleveland clinic. Um, you know, he's a, he's an integrative doctor. He has a book on how to talk to your doctor. It's free online. So maybe Google that, um, how to, how to talk to your doctor, Dr. Hyman. So, hmm. And it's a free. I'm typing piece. that right now. Cause I'm going to try to find that. Um, so so can find that. yeah, Dr. Hyman's, um, how to talk to your doctor. Um, and it has more to, you know, it has more to do with prediabetes and diabetes, but you know, the body is a system. Mm-hmm. And so, um, diabetes or prediabetes can be a gateway to heart disease. Heart disease can be a gateway to diabetes. Um, so anything you do, uh, say if you are pre-diabetic or type two diabetic to, to reverse that is going to, it's going to be wonderful for your brain, for inflammation, bringing down inflammation in your body. Um, you know, cause we are a system. We're not, we're not just a heart. We're not just a kidney. Yeah. We're not just, a, you know, it all works together. I mean, a lot of it's like, it sounds like, you know, have, have common sense and have self-care and a lot of that will yeah. go pretty far. It does. And, mm-hmm. and again, I, I want to say if, if, if anyone is like I was, and you may not believe me, you know, um, I do have before and after pictures on my website, but, um, you know, I was a tough nut to crack. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't into wellness. I didn't believe that, you know, the, um, the food that was allowed in the store was really going to be bad for me. If it said it was, it was a hundred percent nutrition on the front of the box. Oh, that's great. You know, they it obviously <laughs> would be. And then the other thing is I didn't want to have to learn. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to take the time and, right. and it was interesting. So allow your brain to kind of do, go through the, go through the bit of the strife, laugh at yourself. Number one, I think just relieving that pressure of being perfect. And then when your brain has a tantrum, because you're not going to have dessert tonight, you say, I hear you. It's okay. We're going to be all right. You know, I just love the whole concept of the way the mind works and, 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 and mindset is so important. So now with that in mind, you know, you, you got the mindset piece handled, you started yeah. doing the work, you started doing the research. You've got a number of books, the latest, your personal journey with food or yes. roadmap for the confused and frustrated dieter. And we were talking a little bit about this before. I understand you're using this book. It's almost as a conduit. I mean, it's, it's got value in and of itself, but it builds on an experience where you're taking people through a journey. Like what, what was the mission as you were crafting this book and and where do you take this exactly in case people are curious? Great. So the idea was that um, when I talked to people or, um, and it was for me too, as well, number one, they don't know why the diets don't work or they believe diet, the diets don't work. And they're frustrated. They're, there's so much noise in the nutrition and diet industry. And, and, and so when Ingrid and I, um, my co-author and I, we went through school together, we were peer coaches. We realized we had gone through our own childhoods and we had our own reasons for having our relationship with food that we did, but we had both used similar, um, you know, mindset and steps to get our health back and even better than what we had ever had before. So what we realized is everyone's journey is really actually personal with food. Mm-hmm. 
So someone can say, you need to do keto. Oh, you need to be a vegetarian or you're eating too much meat or you're too much this or that. You have to fit into this. And I've done that and I've been confused. I've been upset. I've, there's been a lot of, you know, too much restriction. So the idea of our book was we want, we really want to reiterate to everybody that, you know, your life is your life. You have your reasons for the relationship with food that you have. And what's important is to create a relationship that fits into your life or teaches you how to make adjustments in your life to allow good nutrition. So what we did in the beginning, the very first part in the introduction, we actually do an assessment. And so I know I, I hated doing assessments on myself to begin with, because I, I, my perfectionism didn't like seeing the truth, you know, of where I was. But the idea is we want to assess where you are. And then you read the first three chapters in order. And then you actually have your own order after that, depending on your assessment. Mm. So after you've done your assessment, there's a, a page in there where you write which chapter you go to next based on, on, you know, where you are. Because I've, I've read books before where I've floundered for, through the first several chapters. And then finally, like chapter nine or 10, I'm like, oh, this is the one I, I kind of wish I'd read mm. first, you know? So what we want to do is make it a personal journey. And the idea is you do a chapter a week and there's 15 chapters. You know, you can run through it really quick and come back and do it, but you have places to write your notes, all of that. And whatever you write in there is going to be different than what someone else that bought the book is going to experience. Right. So it's like with the understanding that this really is a personal thing. I mean, in one way, it's, it's, everything's universal, but another way, the the way it's experienced is personal. You said, let me find, you know, no pun intended, a dieting book where it's not one size fits all. And it's about, you know, how do we adjust mid pathway to meet each person where they really are, which I think is really cool. What a cool concept. Yeah. And the idea is, is we're going to introduce the readers to why they eat, you know, where did that maybe come from? Because once you know where you are, because the concept is, you know, you're going on a journey. Usually you would make sure you had your passport, you'd have a map, you'd, you, you know, you'd have it laid out, but you also kind of need to know where you are to begin with to even start. And so we, Mm. the goal is to figure out where you are, where your mindset is around food, all of that. And then you go into these other chapters and you, and you really start doing the work around that. It's not a book that we're going to, we don't have any recipes in there or anything like that. This is about you figuring out your relationship with food now. And then you, you start to create a most, um, you know, wonderful relationship, not only with your food, but with your body mm-hmm. and with your mind and with yourself. And, and then our hope is that at that point, when you're done, you'll be able to kind of put the, the blinders on to all the noise. You'll, you'll be figuring out what you like to eat, what, you know, how great your body feels on different foods, all of those things and a really safe environment, you know? And uh, the other thing I've got, it, it's in ebook as well as printed um, paperback, but we created actually a website for the book. So that, um, which is listed in there. Um, so when you read the book, you can go to the website, it's free. 
-hmm. you can create a free account and in there are all the PDFs, um, additional handouts. So if you don't want to write in your book, you can go and, and, uh, grab the PDF and the journal, um, you know, and, uh, I think too, depending on where you are with your relationship with food, you could probably go through the book a couple times. Cause for me, I, I would reach a, a level of, you know, where I could, I could live and feel good. And I'd be like, well, I think I want to notch it up a little bit and see if I can even, you know, get more nutrition in my body, more fit, more, more, of uh, you know, something that makes me feel really good. That's good for me. And so that way you can go through and kind of recheck and, right. you know, like with business, you go and you do your quarterly review or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so for this, I mean, there's, there's a lot of depth here and, and there's a lot yes. where you can follow people along, but as I understand it, the starting point is the book. They begin with the book and then that yep. gives them the options to go from there. Yeah. With that in mind, is, is there a specific website to go to or Amazon? Like what's the best place for people to go to if they want to check this out? It's on Amazon. Yes. And then also now it is available through independent bookstores. You can order it through independent bookstores. So if you would rather support independent bookstores, you can do that as well. And, um, Oh, my mind is blank in the aspect of their specific. Um, yeah, I mean, I put this. let's say that I want to give the listeners one link for them to check it out. What's the best one for them? I would list? just go to Amazon.com. That's cool. very easy. And um, and then also um, the other thing I wanted to do with the book too was create an online course, group coaching program. So that is finally um, uh, going to be available starting in April you know, and I'll be launching it out every couple months, every three months, but, and so you have the opportunity to be um, also instructed by me as you're, as you're working through the book and uh, in a very safe and, um, you know, great environment, you know, with support. Wonderful. So quick, you know, like recap, obviously, you know, we, we've done like, hopefully what I want to do. I mean, like, wow, we're we're already past 40 minutes here. Um, We've, you kind of like established like you know these things like everyone goes through something to a specific extent whether it has to do with food or not and within the confines of this i mean i guess fortunately for people you know you kind of you've been there you've fought these hard-fought battles and you've used what you've learned to kind of begin this experience and um obviously you know i'll put these links for people so i guess now that people know about you, they know where to find this. One final like go away thing I want to do here is just to ask you, based on everything you've learned, based on everything we've covered, if you were to give like the one top piece of advice that you want to say to anyone out there who is in the middle of a similar struggle that's going to help them along, what pops in your mind that you're inspired to share right now? You are worthy right now and your body's worthy right now for you to give yourself permission to take care of it and to take care of you. You know, you're worthy. You're absolutely worthy. And it's so worth the time. I promise. (laughs) That's what I want to say. Tracy Cromwell, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for being so thorough because I think it's important. A lot of people they'll hear, yeah, I went through X, Y, and Z. And they don't really, they're like, you haven't been through, I've been through, and you don't know this. Like you've been very open and sharing about, about these experiences, which I would hope will help people to, to kind of identify and let things click through. And like you said, give themselves permission, let themselves understand that they're worthy of this. And for me to add a little bit extra that we kind of said before, let them understand that their body has a lot more 
internal resourcefulness than they give it credit for that would come out if only they kind of began and and watch things unfold. I would go in that direction. So Tracy, yep. thank you so much for, for being here and, and for sharing this insight. I really appreciate it. Oh, you know, Andrew, thanks so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And yeah, thank you. Thanks again, Tracy, for joining the show today and sharing all that wonderful insight and uh, really sharing all the years of experience that you've put into this. Really do appreciate it. Guys, I want to make sure to leave the best link to connect with Tracy in the YouTube description of this if you're watching it in video format. And if you're checking it out in audio format, I'm going to leave the link where this episode resides at ShatteredAmoldPodcast.com. With that said, also a final quick reminder, if you want to check out the Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read, you can feel free to go ahead and go to LastLawOfAttractionBook.com. That'll auto forward to the Amazon listing, but if you just want to check out content without pulling out your wallet, you can also go to youtube.com slash Andrew Cap. With that said, thanks again to Tracy. I really appreciate you being here. Thanks to everyone for listening, and be on the lookout for more episodes soon with more awesome guests. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Shatter the Mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. <laughs>